Hello, everybody. You're probably thinking, hmm, Travis sounds different today. And yes, I'm currently getting over a slight cold from last week, and I'm actually not Travis. My name is Finner, and I'm currently interning with the amazing team here at Fool and Scholar Productions. And I'm here today to tell you about the last city. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. A geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors like Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Torado, and Maury Sterling. You can follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A big thanks to Wondery for supporting shows like The White Vault. And now, on with the scheduled programming. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. The following documents and recordings are the fifth installment in a compilation detailing the events of the archaeological team sent to base camp Piedra, consisting of Dr. Carito Ureta, Lucas Criado, Ava Olivia Moreno, Dr. Josefa Guerrero, Simon Hall, and Dr. Xiao Liu. Following the previous installment, Dr. Ureta and Dr. Guerrero have yet to come to an agreement on the phenomena of the sunk relief carving and the examination of the cave is a pressing matter. In the winter months, snowstorms and rainfall in the Patagonian ice fields can drastically affect the landscape. Worsened by heavy winds, such storms can reduce visibility and lead to glacial carving, ice collapses and avalanches. During these conditions, travel is not advised. The White Vault recording was saved to the camp backup and originally came from the phone of Dr. Liu. It is a video recording and the video is visible. During the first section, Dr. Liu is pointing the camera outside the entrance to their large tents. Only a stack of plastic boxes near the entrance is visible as a heavy fog obscures the rest of the mountainside.
，原来就是这样发生的，现在又重新再发生一次。Lucas, have you seen this? <sighs> Excuse me. Look, the fog. When I spoke with Hector yesterday morning, weather was not an issue. I mean, let me get a drink, then I'll give him a call. We should be safe to ascend, but if visibility is this low, we may have to focus on working in the cave. This could actually be the serendipitous event we need. The fog will help blur out the light coming in the cave mouth. The camera may be able to capture a lot more than before. Did it not work last night? Yes, almost. The rocks that block the cave from the wind also block out the last rays of sunlight. So even though we needed it to be a bit darker, once the sun is gone, the portable lights were all we had left. Those things are not strong enough to fill the cave since they're um um. Meant for precision work, yeah. Right. So the video came out fine. It's just hard to see anything, which, as you know, <laughs> isn't what we're going to need. Or want. <sighs> okay. So maybe this will work. Lucas, getting copy. Hold on a sec. Let's just make sure it's still safe. The lines are run, but visibility can be a safety issue. Yes, Ava. How do you feel about the fog? Can we still work on the site? Right. I'll look into it, soon, okay? <sighs> you university types wake up so fast, man. Is this kind of weather normal? It can be, but it's about a month earlier than usual. Heavy fog happens mostly during midwinter. How far from the tents is the first spike in the path? About ten meters away. Why? I can't see it. The fog is too heavy. Hey, Simon. Hmm. Uh, yes. Where's the satellite phone? <sighs> Next to the cooking table. It's not here. That's where I left it last night. Plugged it into charge. Ugh. How are you this morning, Carido? Doctor Ureta. <sighs> I did not sleep well. Te apetece un poco de café? No. Has anyone seen a satellite phone? I'll help you look. The next stored recording came from Mr. Hall's phone. Something makes when it's happy. Lucas, what is that sound? Lucas, doctor, I'm not sure it's anything serious. These mountains only have few predators like the fox or the puma, but nothing comes up this high. It could just be a noisy bug. That does not sound like a bug. Oh, we should continue <laughs> up the path. Oh, Simon. Shit, huh? Lucas. You made me jump. Sorry, but let's keep moving. Come on, guys. Some girls. It's difficult keeping an eye on you all in this fog. Once we reach the cave, you can continue to talk on whatever you were on about. It's closer. What is it? What is that? Indian condor. It's a scavenger like a vulture. What's in its mouth? Ah, the birds. The parts of that 
dead bird. Come on, don't bother. It's idiot. Lucas, is something wrong up there? I can see too well in this fog. Hey, Lucas, why did you... Shit! Dr. Ureta, Dr. Guerrero, we have a problem. Is it unsafe? What's wrong? <laughs> I'm not crazy. I wasn't wrong. Dr. Ureta, I was here last night with Simon and Lucas. The carvings were there. Eva, las tallas no desaparecen así como así. Uh, no, profesora. Uh, yo lo vi. I saw them. Last night, Ava came up to check. We looked together. This was not an alcove yesterday. Calmate, Simon. Esto es absurdo. Es simplemente un error. Seguro tomaste un camino que no era o se volteó en la oscuridad. Calm down, Simon. This is preposterous. It's just a mistake. You must have gone the wrong way or got turned around in the dark. This is what I saw originally, an alcove. Solo hay una vía por esa ruta, Carito. Aquí es donde debería estar. Mira, la entrada de la cueva está justo ahí. There is only one line up the path, Carito. This is where it should be. Look, the cave entrance is right there. This should be the depth sound relief. Not to interrupt, but I think Lucas went up to the cave. <gasps> Another one? Missing. I, I know it was here. I saw it. I didn't hear anyone last night. The only people who know exactly where this site is, is us. But someone must have taken them. And Nectar. Who? Our main helicopter pilot. He helped us set up the camp. He dropped us off. He knows our location. But he, he wouldn't know about the location of anything in the site. Just, just the base camp. Those carvings are pure stone. They would weigh nearly 800 kilos each. And they would need to be carved out from the mountainside. The idea that someone would take them? There are no tools striations. What if they weren't deep sun relief carvings? You saw them, Dr. Guerrero. You know they were there. No, you misheard. What I mean is, what if they were not relief carvings, but statues? Statues that would not need to be carved free of rock, just of ice. Statues slays in alcoves and covered with debris for perhaps thousand upon thousand of years. If they were not part of the wall, they could have been removed more easily. Um, we should head back to the tent. This fog makes it impossible to work on the full site. We can call the helicopter if it comes up. I couldn't find a satellite. But Hector will still pick us up in a few days' time. If not, he'll pick us up when the weather permits. Don't worry. If someone has found the site already, we cannot leave. Valuable. We have to document. The upcoming winter weather and possible looters could cost us so much of the archaeological evidence. Too much. Hey everyone! Over here, the far side of the cave! What's wrong? Is something damaged? Uh, no. Well, maybe? Look, there's a gap in the wall. The carving separated. Lucas, bring us back down the mountain. That carving shifted. I... I don't think that's a carving. Lucas, we need to go back down the mountain. That is not your call, Dr. Liu. I'm sorry. I think it's a door. Push it open. Gently. Uh, Lucas, help me with this. Of no. course. No, I'm leaving. Dr. Liu, don't descend so quickly. Not in this fog. Mierda, 
Sí, es una puerta. Esto es inaudito. Esto ah, no es. I can't shine enough light inside to see anything. Well, then help. I can't move it on my own. I, what is I, that? I can't move this. Where, where did Lucas go? Eva, Paul, get away from the door. Huh? Shit, Simon, get down. I, yo. have been attracted to the light. They're gone now. Garito, ¿estás bien? Estoy bien. Es solo tierra. Oh, oh Eva? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, Professor. I think one of them bit me or stung me, but I'm fine. Uh, does it look empty? Can you see beyond the door? What happened? Are you hurt? Why are you on the floor? Thanks. The door opened enough for a bunch of insects to come swarming out. Uh, seems they're down the mountain now. Ah, I saw them fly out on the way up. Can you help us open it more? How's Dr. Liu? Yes, she's acting. I can't think of the English, but I'm like preocupado, so uh, worried about the future or for safety. All right, ready? Push. Holy shit! We're going to be up here a long time. The following is part of a document typed by Dr. Guerrero into the official records for the site's initial examination. En la primera recolección de datos que hice sobre el descubrimiento de la cueva, describí los glifos en el tope de los escalones de piedra que se encuentran en la parte trasera de la misma. Originalmente los describí como un tallado de relieve hundido de dos rectángulos parados verticalmente encima de la cual hay una escena tallada. In the original entry I made regarding the cave's discovery, I described the glyphs at the top of the stone steps at the back of the cave. Originally, I described it as a sunk relief carving of two rectangles standing vertically atop which a carved scene depicts a tall human figure surrounded by smaller human figures. See previous entry. But as of this morning, when we approached the back of the cave, we found that these were not sunk relief carvings, but openings around the edges of a heavy stone door. There was no visible debris on our side of this door, so we moved to open it. Upon opening, a swarm of flying insects flooded out. After they cleared from the cave, we were able to further open and begin the investigation of the space beyond the door. From our preliminary examination, we were able to discern the main spaces for the first room, though we will need to bring smaller portable light sources, as we don't have long enough power cables to bring in the powerful light stands. The door opened upon a hole, still carved from the stone, though not as smoothly hewn as the stone steps leading up to the door. The hole stretches for approximately 20 meters before reaching a depressed area. The depressed area is built down in an inverted step pyramid, each step descending approximately three-fourths of a meter wide by three-fourths of a meter tall. 
at the bottom of the descending steps is a flat platform and a raised section of stone. There is a set of steep stairs building to the west side, and another on the east as well, allowing for easy navigation down and along the larger descending platforms. The glyphs continue into the new hall, but they are covered in spots by dried insect nests that cover large sections of the walls. The glyphs do not continue into the area of descending platforms. Instead, to decorate or demarcate the area, there are 12 collections of animal remains attached to the walls. These remains consist of enormous bones, which Dr. Ureta identified as coming from an animal similar to, but larger than an Indian condor. So, a larger version of the type of bird we encounter today outside the cave. Around the pelvic bones, displayed like a crown, are the large talons of a bird. We believe this may be the remains of some extinct megafauna, but would require more research and consultation to solidify any identification. We will be more prepared to examine this area further once we return with the proper lights and tools. There are also two smaller halls of the main hall. One is on the east side beyond the descending platforms, and the other is, is on the west side, near the entry door. They both end in doors similar to the one that led us to the side, but smaller. Both will require some excavation as a few stones have collapsed around the western door, and the eastern door is partially covered by some type of insect nest, like that of a potter wasp. This site, given our limited knowledge going in, has turned out much larger than ever expected, and it only continues to grow with each new discovery. Additionally, where we had previously noted that one deep sunk relief carving was outside the cave entrance, and that two were inside, this must also be amended. These alcoves, seaside map, are now void of carvings. Upon further discussion, it is now the belief of the team that they may not have been sunk relief carvings at all, but status. And impossible as it seems, it is possible they were stolen during the night. If so, the site is already compromised, and we are already beginning to lose important parts of and clues to this site's lost history. We must be increasingly cautious, as these thieves could well be dangerous. The following is a group recording by Miss Moreno. It is unknown which device it was originally recorded on, but Miss Moreno started the recording. It was saved under the file name Ava, Notes for Home. Otra vez me mandaron por café. Pero la doctora Oreta se está actuando un poco raro. Le traje café con azúcar y ni se dio cuenta. Got me getting coffee again. Oh, what? Dr. Ureta is acting strange. I bought her last coffee with sugar and she didn't even notice. My arm got stung by that stupid bug in the cave and I'm exhausted. Just something's wrong. Dr. Liu's been sequestering herself since we found the cave. She spoke to Lucas last, but he just said she's concerned. Ava, everything okay? No, everything's not okay. Those statues came back, Simon. We all saw them gone this morning, and we saw them gone. All of us. Not some single mistake. And then we leave that anomalous cave, and suddenly they're back. Statues. Stone statues. Don't just come back to their alcoves after being looted. Not when they weigh a solid 800 kilos. I was talking about making the coffee, but 
Yeah, all of that is true, too. Simon, Dr. Liu is scared of something, and I think we should be, too. Uh, not to ignore your concern, but I think the problem with Dr. Ureta is more pressing. Dr. Liu's frightened, yes, but Dr. Ureta, like you said, she's not paying attention to anything. We opened that door today, and she didn't seem to bat an eye at the hall inside. She should have, she should have been floored, right? Like, Professor Guerrero has been running on pure excitement for the last two hours. Dr. Ureta, though, well, you know her better. Something has to be wrong. I was checking the notes for today, and she hasn't written anything for the record. Dr. Ureta doesn't skip a day of notes. She gets an idea, thinks of a reference, anything. She writes it down. Once we hit that cave, she should have been ordering me to bring her fresh notebooks and a pencil sharpener. I haven't seen her eat anything since last night. And the only time she drinks anything is when you set coffee down within arm's reach. Maybe she's ill? Paul, Eva, do you need help with the coffee? Uh, no, Professor. Thank you. Uh, we'll be out in a moment. Will she talk to you about it? Not to be rude, but Dr. Ureta doesn't seem to be in your corner. <sighs> she's not. But maybe Dr. Guerrero could speak with her. I don't think she noticed yet. Grab that cup. But there is some general mixture of styles reflective of many South American and Mesoamerican influences. Okay, café para la doctora Ureta, doctora Guerrero, Lucas, Simón y para mí. Gracias, Eva. Carito, echémosle cabeza juntas a este tema. I understand this is wild speculation until we can get the samples run and possibly find something more organic to date, but... What are we thinking here? Professora, todavía no uh, tenemos números duros. Are we supposed to just make cultural assumptions? No, se supone que debemos hacer estimados con la información en la mano. Uh, Estoy cansada. I'm going to sleep. You can speak in English. It will be easier for Lucas. Good night. ¿Hay algo más que le pueda ofrecer, Dr. Oreta? Some dinner before you go to sleep? No, Eva. Buenas noches, Carito. Recuerda que mañana empezamos temprano. Uh, all right, fill me in. We're thinking about how old this all is. Yes? Yes. During the last glacial maximum, this area was covered by the massive Patagonian ice sheet. That was about 21,000 years ago, so it gives us a good base for the possible extreme end of the builder's antiquity. <sighs> We cannot seriously consider something that old. Why not? Hmm. Yes, Hall. Why not? Well, it, it, as far as cultural practices go, the carvings at this site indicate use of a written language and the formation of statues. The age of occupation discovered so far would presumably be after significant time given for cultural development and tool evolution. Even the pictograms at Caverna de Pedro Pintada in Brazil, dated via both thermoluminescence and carbon, show that the earliest settlements dated so far only go back around 11,000 years ago. 
That's only a time for occupation, not even civilization. And since we are looking at pre-Clavis cultures, we could go back even further. Unless I've missed something? Of course you've missed something. We've all missed something. The only evidence we have is from those things left behind for us to find, which we have already found. And every year we find more, and our timeline grows but never fails. The Piopin of the Americas is a contentious debate, even today. Eva, you look concerned. Huh? Oh, sorry, Dr. Guerrero. I just think Dr. Rita may be sick. I haven't seen her eat since this morning, and she's not normally this tired, even on the busiest of days. It is early still. If she's not better by the morning, we can worry about it then. Dr. Liu as well. Also, Lucas, did you find a phone? Were you able to ask Hector about our return flight? Uh, so you're saying it is older than 11,000 years ago, but younger than 21,000 years ago? No, no, no. We're saying it could have arisen at any point on the timeline younger than 21,000 years ago, realistically. And that given the current data for the timeline of the Americas, it should likely be less than 11,000 years old. But that this does not fit that current data. Given the current model, which assumes an early group migrated down via a Pacific coastal route to occupate sites as far south as Tierra del Fuego by approximately 10,000 years ago, do you know the term BCI, Lucas? This recording continued for some time as Dr. Guerrero, Ms. Moreno and Mr. Hall attempted to explain the complicated and controversial history of the peopling of the Americas to Mr. Criado, while drawing no direct conclusions regarding the current site's timeline. The following is written as an official entry for Mr. Hall's documented work at the site. Hoy temprano cuando fuimos a la cueva nos dimos cuenta que alguna de las talas en el relieve hundido. Al frente de la cueva, mir los puntos y seven... Earlier today, when we climbed up to the site of the cave, we noticed that the deep sunk relief carvings near the front of the cave, see sites E7, C5A, and C5B of the map site were missing. See previous entry from this morning. After the discovery of the cave's interior door and subsequent hall, we all proceeded deeper into the site. Upon leaving, the sites of E7, C5A, and C5B had been restored, now without the ice, dirt, or sediment filling in the areas around them. We were able to determine that these were not deep sunk relief carvings as originally thought, but separate statues set back in alcoves, similar in size and shape to those alcoves marked B3 and B10. Updates on alcove measurements and site descriptions to follow tomorrow. The statues appear to be in great condition with minimal wear or erosion. The stone is significantly darker than the granite of the mountain, glyphs, door, or cave. They're made of a stone closer to black in color with a little bit of shine to it. Before sundown, Professor Guerrero assigned me to set up a video camera in a discreet location to videotape the statues overnight. One was set up outside the cave to focus on E7, and another set up inside the cave to focus on C5A and C5B. Professor Guerrero believes that the statues disappeared due to looters who were unable to bring them down the mountain, and she hopes to catch them in the act. Dr. Liu disagrees, but has not given her own idea on the matter. Lucas has been an enthusiastic aide in the documentation of the statues, though he has no training and has a tendency to almost harm the carvings. 
he and I had come up with several ideas for the statue's supposed representations. One statue, inside the entrance to the cave at C5, we consider to be a bird of some kind, possibly a large Andean condor, given the shape of the head, size of the statue, and pronounced talons. Another, we all agree, is a human depiction, very stern in appearance, possibly as a result of the angular style. Uh, the last we are unable to identify as of yet. Lucas is very keen on the statues, and he seems vigilant in protecting them from further removal. Tomorrow I will check the tapes for any evidence of others on the mountain, and we will continue with our examination of the growing site. Not every referenced entry was found stored on the backup. The video is discussed later, but only a section of the video is salvageable. This concludes the... You had better be getting to the point of this pretty soon, ma'am. I'm I'm not sure what you're really trying to tell me at this point. And how did you even get these documents? You know what happened out there. And if this is anything like that shit, well, you might as well put me back on a plane across the Atlantic right now. You will want to hear these, Mr. Kasner. I believe that after you have the full extent of the knowledge I intend to present you here, you will make a more informed decision moving forward. Uh, no choice until the new passport comes in. It has been expedited. Now, this concludes the relevant records from the day the team went through the door within the larger cave and discovered the halls within the mountain. This completes the fifth set of documents related to the archaeological team sent to examine and record the petroglyphs found in the Patagonian ice field above Base Camp Piedra. The White Vault Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.